things you own end up owning you. What's going on, Cutie Pies? Welcome back to the show. Hope everybody's year is off to a good start. My guests today are Ashley and Sarah Armstrong, also known as the Strong Sisters. They are first-generation farmers at Angel Acres, which is based in Michigan, and uh, they share their journey of recovering their health from a less optimal state. We talk about what led them to try the keto and carnivore diet. We talk about mold. We talk about farming. Uh, and how they go about finding their way back to a more healthy well-being. They're fun and really smart girls to talk to, and I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, okay. I was turning you up. Thank you for okay. having us on. Anytime. Ashley Armstrong, Sarah Armstrong. Wh- which one is which so people know, don't get confused? Ashley. That leaves Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys got like the most coolest American last name Armstrong. I think it's like old school, right? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is that like what it would be? We're like, I think it comes from like Scotland. Well, I don't know. Like we American have a Scottish English, right? coat of arms. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, I was like really self conscious too because like I always felt like I had to have really strong arms. Really? I, That's what you yeah. thought about? That's crazy. But I did. But America yeah. has like <laughs> fucking the guy that walked on the moon, Armstrong, and you have Lance Armstrong, although now he's kind of like demonized a little bit, isn't he nowadays? Nobody yeah. really likes Lance Armstrong anymore, right? No. When, no, no, when no. I moved here from Russia, that was, I think, the period when he was, like, at his best. He was, you know, everybody was wearing those yellow bracelets. Did you guys have those? Like, the Live strong. Strong. Live strong. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, had Nike, one, right? Yeah, like, Nike took that over and, like, really, like, had attire. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's just kind of dead. Nobody wears those things anymore. It's not a thing. Yeah, it's not a thing anymore. Not really anymore. He was exposed for drug use, no? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. he kind of came clean kind of after like suing a bunch of people and that was a whole kind of mess. And ah. then he was like, all right, I guess I did do drugs. I'm sorry. Am I bad? And so. We're not related. We're it not is. related. No, no. I know it looks, I know it looks like it. Oh. Very, oh. very clear. Very, yeah. But. <laughs> so speaking of that, so were you guys always into lifting and stuff? I mean, where did it all begin, like as far as lifting-wise and physical training and physical culture stuff? Yeah. So, so okay, <laughs> like the, fir- the first beginning, um, I started to really get into soccer training, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be like the best soccer player there was. I was like obsessed with Mia Hamm, and I started going to this like sports performance place, and so that, that got me into strength training when I was about 14 or 15, Um, and I started to really love it. And we had this small little gym in the basement of our parents' house. And I like forced Sarah to do workouts with me. (laughs) I was a a large child. So you weren't into it. Ashley was into it. I was not into it. At that time. I uh, specifically recall her making me do crunches on an exercise ball. <laughs> I was like synonymous with the ball. <laughs> so it was like ball, ball. <laughs> and you're like Not unstable much. on it. Yeah. Um, okay. No, but then um, then I got really into it. So, okay. you know, you know how that goes. It all, it all started with like wanting to be the best athlete and then realizing like, I think I like strength training better than my sport. Mm, yeah, um, like a lot of us. Yeah, same thing with a lot me, me including. Yeah, a lot of people. You just kind of get into it. You're like, I actually don't want to compete against people and get my ass kicked or whatever. It's kind of a lot more fun just to lift and go against yourself, hey? Yeah. So it kind of started more with like athlete and then like more bodybuilding. And then we really got into strength training and powerlifting. Okay. Um, so we did a few competitions, maybe like four. 
or five. Yeah. Oh, um, so you competed in powerlifting. Wow. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Were you guys um? What did you follow? Did you have like, were you like a Louis Simmons, West Side Barbell kind of thing or what? I started with uh, just the strongest five by five. Classic. And then that, yeah, classic. Yeah. That was beginning yeah. of college. And then actually I started with P90X. Oh, even <laughs> then... more classic. Tony Horton. I see him all the time out here in Santa Monica Beach. He works out on the on Muscle Do you Beach. you really? Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although he's, okay. I mean, at one point, again, when I just moved to LA, this was like 2009, um, he was at his peak, uh, Tony yes. Horton-ish. You know how he's like... Kind of my energy, like crazy, you know, like talking about stuff. So he, but he would do insane stuff on the beach. He was doing muscle ups and, you know, stuff that people don't, now a lot of people are getting into it because of social media and stuff. But back then it was like, you know, you're seeing this wild man. And, and even then I think he was already like 45 or 40 because he's, he's 60 now. He's around 60 now. And um, yeah, you'd see him on the beach and he's doing handstand push-ups and 40 dips and all sorts of stuff. So you can, he used to have like Sunday fun day, goes out there at like uh, 8 a.m. and he'd be out there just kicking ass. And uh, yeah, he's a cool dude. He's, he's a really fun guy to work around with because, uh, work out with because he's got like this, you know, insane energy. So he's just like, and everybody's with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was probably his prime in 2009 was probably when I was doing P90X, but ah, then okay. I, then I went to, you know, the strong lifts and then I think we just did, um, DUP, DUP style training, okay. where we would like squat, bench, and deadlift three times a week. So I, I don't know, it was fun. Heavy. It was, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was it taught us a lot about you know, um, I think something she skipped over getting into lifting was like a lot of eating disorder mindset. Mm-hmm. And so when I wasn't kidding when I said like I felt like I had to have strong arms, and mm-hmm. coming from like a chubby childhood, you know, I had to m- make up for that somehow. So I knew I could control my body by lifting. And so powerlifting was really empowering where it no longer was like the aesthetics, but more so the, the strength component. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, it was a good part of our, of our journey, but you can always take things too far. So yeah. There's yeah. Always, always that. Cause then we realized like, Oh, I, I like the bodybuilding side too. So let's do both. <laughs> and so I think that power building, like that's the approach we took for a number of years. I think that that's incredibly powerful, but only if you, balance it properly if you eat enough and if you eat enough and if <laughs> yeah. you eat carbohydrates and if you don't fast all the time yeah, yeah um so we kind of took we were at this stage of our life where we just were doing a lot of extremes at one time yeah mm-hmm. um we were, yeah we were lifting heavy while fasting and well you know we've all been all there and done that that's yeah, I, yeah. I, to some degree i think it's normal yeah. right yeah. you know I, I i like to do that well i think it's good for people to do that because then they kind of find their middle eventually. Whereas I feel like yeah. you never try anything, you know, it's like that saying in life, you're not going to really know anything about anything because you're never going to find those boundaries. Like, okay, this is too far. Like if I'm doing powerlifting all the time and I'm looking like a blueberry, I think it's probably <laughs> a bit too far, right? Like some guys take it, you know what I mean? Right? Like chugging, you know, uh, what is it? The chicken breast milkshakes and all that kind of stuff. And then you have yep. power, power build, uh, a bodybuilding where those guys are super aesthetically looking great. But like metabolisms are terrible, and you know she did a bikini competition. Yeah. Oh, that—that's a great way to fuck up your whole system, huh? <laughs> I, did it, I did it keto too, so like, let's just make it even worse. Oh my god! You saying while you were doing this, you were doing bo- keto and you were doing bodybuilding at the same time, or it was kind of separate? No, no, that was the same time. And then right after my competition is when I was just like, I'm going to go full carnivore. Oh All right, let me give a brief timeline. Yeah, yeah. So like younger children into strength training, kind of had some orthorexia. Um, but then I went away to college. We're three and a half years apart. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And so Mm -hmm. I played golf in college. And so I was trying to do both golf and working out and Mm -hmm. probably did too much there. And then we moved in together when she was an undergrad and I was in grad school and we were doing powerlifting. And at that time we were very much into the if um life, if it fits your macros life mm-hmm. and like, let's just eat so much food and become female blueberries. <laughs> um, then kind of got some like autoimmune conditions because we weren't, we didn't know how to eat well. I don't know what we were doing. I don't know. And then you were exploring. Um, yeah. And then we explored like fasting and then keto and then carnivore. And so in that time we were doing power building and working out a lot. Yeah. And then we reached a breaking point in two, early 2020. And then that's what led us to, okay, we've got to actually fix our hormones. And so, so we've got to take very a break. Recent. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got well, to take a break on strength training to get our periods back and then uh-huh. insert like pro-metabolic. We have to eat. And repeat principles, and that's where, yeah, two years later. Okay. Wow, it's been two years. But, you know, it's wow. good to go back and to think about uh, what you were thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when we're, I'm getting a little bit of feedback here. Are you getting feedback, or is it just me? Uh, okay, just we're good. <laughs> I hope it's going to record all right. Anyway, um, you know, it's good to go back. And I'm curious, like, what, while you were doing all those crazy diets, was it just the aesthetics? Because, you know, because, I, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, if you're doing keto and you're doing bodybuilding training or even just powerlifting, you're going to get shredded and lean. Am I right? You're going to lean out. You're going to look good. You're going to look good eventually. Yeah, but you get like such less of a pump. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's like it's so fun. A hundred percent. Which is why just... most bodybuilders even out to, or, or bikini type girls, right? They even out to like, then they'll do like like one cup of brown rice a day and like disgusting quinoa that, that tastes like shit. And so they'll, they'll add some carbs in there. Am I right? But, but then, so, you know, and then they still keep them very low, probably like what, a hundred grams a day or something like that tops. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying it's to be fair, you, you do get lean. So was it the, the aesthetic part or was it the performance part that was keeping you like, yeah, fuck yeah. Keto carnivore. No. Oh, absolutely not the performance. I think it it, it was like we thought we were doing healthy things for ourselves. But, you know, then you come to find like the thyroid panels and um, still not getting your period and just really not feeling good. And then you start gaining like fat around your waist when you're dieting and you can't Mm -hmm. increase your calories. And But I I will say like like a lot of signs of slowing metabolism. We did significantly reduce our inflammation, but you you are going to do that when you go from not knowing how to cook vegetables and food properly and like slamming like Walmart bread with uh, in, smart balance margarine. Almond milk and stuff. Guys, wait, hold on. Everybody, everybody hold oh, on. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Almond milk. Oat milk. They put it on the hats. We got all the fuck oat milk geared out. We so had a different code order, but we forgot that. about it. We got carried off anyways. We, of course, you're going to reduce inflammation when you go from being like, plant-based, not knowing how to cook your food properly, consuming all this weird oat milk and mm-hmm. almond milk mm-hmm. stuff. And then you go and you consume bioavailable animal foods, right? Like, I think that, like you said, it's important to try these extremes because then you actually really learn like, oh, animal foods are the most nutrient dense foods on the planet. Mm-hmm. And I don't have extreme negative reactions to a lot of the anti-nutrients and things like that. So we did see a big like reduction in inflammation in a lot of our symptoms, but 
then you kind of like prolonged period of running on stress hormones, like that's going to catch up to you at some point. And so we did experience those benefits because we were searching for optimal health to reduce our autoimmune condition, like some of our symptoms, like really cold hands and feet, rain odds. Yeah, but didn't let him know what he meant. Yeah. But, well, you, oh, you know. No, 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 not anymore. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I meant like that obviously didn't improve with keto because thyroid that's a thyroid really so it sounds yeah. like to me this whole time you guys were, were kind of searching for like a real i mean like all of us that get into this stuff i feel like everybody that's into the health sphere n- none of them are like oh i have the best perfect health everything is good because i feel like they would never get into learning about that stuff right so right. everybody has some right. sort of problems so were right. you having problems even before you took a deep dive into everything like as far as including keto and carnivore did you guys always have that growing up or you were kind of more or less healthy? Uh, yeah. So I've, I've been listening to a lot of interesting things about like childhood trauma and, you know, a lot of emotional instability and stuff growing up and that kind of manifesting into autoimmune disease and stuff, or at least like IBS or some sort of gut problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, like, if there's like actual like correlations there, but I believe it. Cause I think, you know, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease pretty young and I could never really understand why. And so when I think about all the stress that I went through as a child, like just in my own mind, you know, creating these things, like I was a fat child, I was bullied for that. I was always comparing myself. So I think I was definitely having health issues, um, to the point of, you know, being diagnosed with autoimmune disease. Um, and then I think once you know that too, you automatically get worse because, you start associating like all these symptoms and things and you start, I am disease. you start stressing about it a yes. lot more. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then you start going to the, all these different extremes to fix yourself. And so it, I think the most powerful thing that's happened within the last two years is learning to disassociate with a diagnosis mm-hmm. and just learn to trust your own body and like find, you know, what works for you. And so we, like we said, we were having issues and we were having issues going through keto and carnivore. We would see certain things improve because like you're changing something. So something else is There's gonna always going to be an improvement. Um, yeah. But it was never like a holistic metabolic, you know, whole improvement where, you know, your body temperatures are going up. You actually feel good throughout the day, you know, you're mm-hmm. getting your, your period and stuff. So, you know, a lot of lessons learned, but um, yeah, things are never perfect and they're never going to be. I mean, that's life. That's yeah. why we're all still, that's why we're having this conversation. Yes, like, yeah, exactly. We wouldn't be here. <laughs> and how about you, Ashley? So Sarah has had uh, autoimmune diagnosis. Have you had something like that? I, I had elevated ANA markers. And so I was trending towards that, but I went through orthorexia in the extremes mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. adolescence, during a time where the female body is supposed to develop. Mm-hmm. So I got my period one time and then I just... I, I've always been a really big athlete and kind of, you know, I played golf in undergrad and added a lot of working out on my own on top of that. And then also mm-hmm. did like engineering. And so I just like didn't sleep much. And so I just went through Oof. all these dreams at a young age when you're supposed to like develop. And I've never, during that time, I never properly fueled myself. And so I think I kind of set my thyroid metabolism and hormones off at a horrible start. Like mm-hmm. I just was, I just so you were just redlining it from all sides. You were just like yeah. school, working out, having problems. So I've probably been running on stress hormones, like since age, like 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I finally got my period back last year. So that was like a victory in the celebration, but wow. it's, Congrats. it's really interesting to like, just how, see how many people come around to this place of like, Oh, it kind of all goes back to your metabolism 
in your thyroid health. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. why didn't anyone tell me this? <laughs> <laughs> so that was going to be my next question. So before you got to this place, did you do the whole typical go to the doctor, the doctor says, you're fine, it'll come back around, or take this drug and try this and nothing helps, and just take another one and the fourth one? How did I, that process go? I've probably seen like five or six endocrinologists between the age of like 16 and 25. Mm -hmm. And just the only solution every time was like, here's a birth control pill. Here's a birth control pill. Here's an iron supplement. Here's a birth control pill. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I was never good at taking those. So I'd be like five days and then I'd be like, I don't feel like taking this anymore. And so I just would cycle off of it. Um, But because then I would have just had so much iron accumulation because not bleeding plus putting a bunch of iron into your body, synthetic iron with pills. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just was never like the root cause was never discussed in terms of like hormonal issues mm-hmm. and then you, your autoimmune yeah. stuff with the doctor. Yeah. Well, oh, well, I mean, I think, you know, doctors, they don't provide solutions. They no. do provide <laughs> solutions in their own way. They're like bandage solutions. They don't provide answers. Yeah. They're, they're busy, right? It's like six minutes or whatever is the average <laughs> yeah, time I they spend so, with you. Right. I or something. Yeah. And it's getting, it's getting shorter. Now, now they just want like a zoom, right? Now they just want to call you for three minutes and then just like, see, yeah, right. It's like getting, it's going to keep getting shorter and shorter. I think, you know? Yeah. And I finally learned like why, and I'm sure, you know, it's cause that's, that's all they're getting billed for like insurance. They get a small amount of money for each person who comes through so they can need to minimize the time with them. Yeah. So if I'm not paying for it, my insurance is. Mm. So <laughs> it's an insane system. I mean, you know, it's not like I got one better or I can come up with one better, but I think people should admit that it's fucking insane. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You go to the doctor, it's no. just like nothing. Well, you know, what's really interesting too is like, so just to kind of, now we're going to change into the most recent journey we've been on. When we moved into our farmhouse in 2020, at the end of 2020, we moved into a really moldy house. Mm-hmm. Um, that we didn't know, obviously we wouldn't have done it. Um, and so that brought its own set of challenges because at the time when we were moving in, like we hadn't really, you know, really finalized, you know, perfecting our metabolisms or, you know, fixing ourselves. So we were, we were in only a, about six months into yeah. like pro-metabolic we were and in a, healing. A so you were just changing your diet around from being on an extreme low carb ish diet yeah. and all we that. We were pretty stuff. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I started dealing with pretty bad mold toxicity. And so that lends itself to like estrogen dominance. And I mean, the way I see it now is like, it's just mold is just like, not pro metabolic, it's anti metabolic. And so it's obviously going to like, hinder my thyroid health and all that. So things are a lot better now. But I dealt with the last year. So we were talking about like, you know, doctors, dealing with doctors office is insane, but also dealing with like naturopathics. At the same, like it's kind of like this another insane. Well, way. yeah, yeah. So the current system, the way I see it, is that you go to the doctor and it's like birth control, and then you go to the naturopath and it's like acupuncture and uh, vitamin C or like some fucking supplement that doesn't do anything, and you won't ever feel. But they make you feel like you will feel something, and then you're kind of confused, and you keep going, and you know that it's better than to taking something right, like big pharma style stuff, right? But it's like, it just doesn't work either. And then you're kind of stuck. And then you end up maybe going to like a chakra healer or something like that. Or, and it just I've keeps done going. it all. You've done it all? Has, oh, wow. She's literally done, it, like, insert anything. So insert we, we got to talk right about here. that. <laughs> last year. Yeah. But, okay. Um, you know, it, it's, it's disheartening because none of it's like, that's why we appreciate repeats work so much. Because it's like, you can always find an answer. It always comes back to the same principles. And so... I've had to like silence a lot of other things that people have told me and just continue to follow his work 
And that's how I've kind of found with some reminders. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Continuously making mistakes. Um, but yeah, it's been a very interesting last year and very eye opening. Um, yeah. Like you said, we've learned so much and you have to go through it to kind of understand what's right. And you know, what doesn't work for you. But like, even right now, like no one is in, no one is in absolute perfect health. No. And I think that a lot of people think that they're seeking this like end destination. Yes. Um, but we are in winter. It, there's a foot of snow, a foot and a half of snow on the ground. It's 15 degrees outside. How can <laughs> our, how can the approach that worked for us last summer where I was having continuously high temperatures throughout the day, how can that same approach work for the given outdoor conditions right now where we have to spend like four hours outside for farm chores. So it's just like, I think having being at this place now where one is just realizing that like health is an evolving journey. Like it's never going to, you're never going to reach this like flatline place where like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I just, I have solved everything. Like we live in such a messed up world to mm-hmm. begin with mm-hmm. and we're thrown with all these challenges and cold temperatures and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it's been a very, crazy journey but like you said if we haven't if we hadn't gone on all these extremes we wouldn't have a good perspective on health i don't think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well uh, how about we talk about that evolving kind of thing you're saying you know in the summer you do this in the winter you do that how how has your you know approach changed just from seasons what have you been doing differently um so we actually stumbled on an interview that Ray was talking, cause he lives in Oregon. And so the temperatures fluctuate, fluctuate a little bit there. And he was bringing up that he requires more thyroid support in the winter. Oh yeah. Um, he just takes a bottle. He just eats the whole foot bottle. And, ni- no, no, no. Just ni- I think I'm, just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking. Nibbles throughout the day. Um, so regular sauna use has been good and not necessarily the place of like making yourself like sweat and perf- like, a bunch, but just getting your body temperature back up after being outside because being cold chronically, um, is very stressful to the system. But now we have people forcing themselves to do this every single day in ice baths. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of regularly getting our body back up to good temperature after being outside. I think that that's super important. So whether that, whether that's like warm foot baths, taking a quick shower, jumping in the sauna to just get your body temperature back up because people forget that, our digestive enzymes, just our body functions best when it's at a higher temperature, like 98.6 degrees is where enzymatic reactions are operating at their peak efficiency. So anything you can do to get your body back up to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had to consume a lot more food, like eat a quite a bit more food. And, um, yeah, there's a reason, right. You kind of like want to like when it's winter outside, you kind of want to just eat a big, you know, plate of mashed potatoes and lay on the couch. Like, it's you kind of want to do that naturally, don't you? You want to eat more. I mean, it's just it's yeah. True. And then when it's summer outside, you just want to eat a banana and then maybe go on a run or something. I mean, if right. like most people that are close to being you know healthy-ish are uh, feel like that. I feel I, I think. Yeah, and then I think the temperature of the food that you're consuming is also important. So mm-hmm. like in the summer, like there is nothing better than a glass of cold raw milk, right? Yeah. In the winter, like that's not necessarily going to work as well for me. So I like to heat up my milk on the stove um, Mm. lightly. Make a little hot cocoa. Mm. Yeah. Marshmallows on top. Oh my God. So tasty. Oh my God. It's so tasty. (laughs) I love it. Um, Okay. Um, So that's kind of some of the changes. What what are other things? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's, it's not too different. I mean, the same principles apply. Like, I still drink orange juice and stuff, yeah. but mm-hmm. I try to, like, yeah, I heat up my milk. It's just warmer things. Yeah. yeah. But and the thing that is that you're paying attention, right? And that's, again, with the yeah. diet thing. It's like if people never try anything, they just they don't know and they just don't care. And, I mean, I don't know why some people don't care genuinely. I don't know. I'm yeah. curious. Well, to be honest, I've actually talked about this with Ashley some. It's like ignorance is bliss in a way. So, yeah. like, if I didn't know... Would I have any of these issues? It's very true. There's a whole school of thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to be that guy. Like, I mean, I've been I've been to, like, you know, organic cafes here with people that are, like... Have you guys ever seen that uh, show, Portlandia? Oh, my... God. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you know that guy... You know that skit when they're, like, in the restaurant... And uh, they're gonna order like an omelet or something. He's like, "Where are these? Where are these eggs from?" And the guy's like, or, or the woman is like, uh, "It's from our backyard." It's like, "Okay, what is the name of the chicken that laid the eggs?" It's like, it's, yes. "His name is Colin." <laughs> and they just keep going. They're like, "Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it, is it uh, loyalty free?" Or it's just all these terms, you know, that they make yeah. up, and it just keeps going. So I've been to restaurants with people like that. They're just like they can't eat an egg. That's like it has to be organic, certified, pasture raised. And hey. I'm all about it. I'm definitely for that. But at the same time, like I just got back from traveling for two weeks and it's like, I'm not going to have access to any of that shit. So I have to be, a, you know, I have to like try to live life and enjoy it and experience it because otherwise it's just going to, you're just going to get stressed more about it and then you're going to oh, be even sicker. If you were at the store though and you were presented with only oat milk, <laughs> would you I'd throw it, it at the cash register. Just <laughs> <laughs> no that's, that's a really good start point, or oat milk there's a, okay, like... there's, a, there's a middle to these yeah so that's what i'm saying <laughs> like I, I i did actually um i had a flight actually i flew through D- detroit your your part of, of the country um and my, my plane was late so i missed my connection i went to a, a coldy shitty 100 moldy hotel room oh. <laughs> try to go outside I, they don't have this place out here uh, checkers like a fast food joint checkers I didn't, you know, you're, see, even you don't know. Even you don't know checkers. Anyway, I got to this hotel room. Okay, I, I, I tell the story. I get to the hotel, and I'm like, do you guys have any food around here? And she's like, we'll got checkers out back. And I'm like, okay, I'll go to checkers out back. You know, she has like one, two. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, I'll go to checkers out back. So I go to walk to checkers in your, you know, weather, in that cold-ass fucking Detroit, Michigan weather. And I, and I walk up to the, uh, and it's just a window. There's no I- inside. And he just goes, our system's down. And I just go, fuck my life. <laughs> and I go to like a McDonald's. This is a true story. This just happened three weeks ago over Christmas. <laughs> I go to McDonald's. And I didn't know this, but I, I wave to the like, and it's only a drive-thru. So I wave to the lady like a fucking idiot. I'm just like, you know. <laughs> And, and there, she's like, you have a car? And I was like, no. She's like, oh, we can't take an order. It's for safety reasons. I didn't know that you can't do an order unless if you have a car in a drive-thru. Did you know that? I like See, I just blew your mind. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it is too, right? I was like, I just want some, but I, I didn't have a car because I'm in Detroit, Michigan. Anyway, then I go to a Wendy's. And before I even get there, the guy does the same thing to me. He just does this to me. I just go. So I ended up going to a <laughs> fucking gas station. I went to the gas station. I got like the 2% milk that they have there, which I don't know where it came from. You know, it's probably been there for six years and it's still like, that's because it's pasteurized, <laughs> it's still good. And then I had some cheese and I found like a banana, you know, those bananas that they just like, you're like, where are these bananas come? They're just laying everywhere next to the yeah. register. Like, what the fuck? Where are these bananas from, right? They're like, they're frozen or something. 
So that was my dinner that night. So anyway, so like, you know, there's like a middle, like I could have got like an almond milk thing or something. I'm sure they had it there, but you know, you can, like, I, 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 I do fine with actually with like pasteurized, whatever, vitamin D, all that fine milk. Like I don't have any issues, but would I prefer to have some raw milk in the gas station? Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. <laughs> yeah. That's we've, we've definitely been on that extreme too, where yeah. you only consume what you believe as the highest quality food, right? It's kind of like the superiority complex of like, I don't need anything less than. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've definitely been there too. And that itself can be very, that can lead to eating or eating disorder tendencies because you refuse to eat other food and then you like refuse to go and like experience other things because you're afraid of the quality of the food too. Yeah. Like that story you just told, like that was worth it. That was great. Yeah. I mean, obviously, so like we have our chickens and we produce our own eggs. So like we like to, you know, make our own food and make sure it's good quality. But, um, I think like she was saying, it's harmful if you were to like presented an option and then like, you're so scared about it, so you just choose not to eat. Mm-hmm. That's like so much worse. Exactly. Um, so- I've had I've had several clients like that in France that you know they're at a restaurant and they don't have the perfect food, so they just say, "Ah, oh, I'm just gonna fast," yeah. and they're like withering away and they're skinny and it's too much and it's like for what? For, just so you know, for what? Why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. There's crazy. there's good options that you can consume that aren't necessarily the highest quality, but it's better than severe restriction for long periods of time yeah Yeah. something that we've all had to learn yeah and you know even now I'm experimenting with different things too because like I'm trying to drink a lot more milk and so I don't want to just have you know if I'm trying to drink like a over like two to three quarts I don't want just like all full fat so you know I'm trying the the lower fat you'll get thick you know the the tongue going thick you know if you yes Thick. If you drink too, I've been there, done that. I've been there with full fat, like full fat. Do you know, um, what's that? Alexander milk, you know. I get raw milk here like every two weeks, but sometimes I don't, sometimes I do. So I'll just throw in some Alexander in there. And I've done like a gallon. I love milk personally. I grew up in Russia. Milk is very common food, dairy stuff. So I've done that. And yeah, you just get thick, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's a bit so too much. Like, you got to balance it out, right? I got, yeah, you know, you got to get that 2%, that 1% milk. And so, you know, it's, it's actually funny because I think that Ray drinks like 1% milk yeah. with mm-hmm. all the stuff added. So like stepping away from the like really minute things that really stress you out and looking at the bigger picture of like, you know, what is this food actually doing for me? You know, what am I getting from it? Am I taking care of other things? That's what I'm working on. Um, and it's working a lot better. <laughs> well, I think uh-huh. I think there's like this hyper fixation of nutrient density, which I think is important. Like, I think it's very important to regularly include nutrient dense food. But there's more to health and eating than just nutrients, because if you're not eating enough food, so calories. Yes. And then the whole point is to raise your body temperature and to improve your metabolism, so that way your body can function properly. And if someone is just consuming like small amounts of nutrient dense foods, that mm-hmm. may not be enough. And so again, it goes back to like, what's the whole purpose of eating? Yeah. Like you, what if you just ate oyster, like six oysters and a beef liver every day, but like nothing else, who do that. right? I know I've been there and done that too. <laughs> You know, I, I'm from a little bit of the older school of like Agenis von der Planets, all that kind of stuff. So I've been there and done that, along with our mutual friend Kyle Mamunis. You know, we've done. We, 
Yeah. We were, raw, we were raw carnivores for probably three or four months. Once I you still... stop doing it, I can never go back. Now I think about oh. eating that raw shit and I'm like, raw. <laughs> we got raw sirloin steak from Trader Joe's and yes. it was supposed to be grass fed and finished, no. but it had this weird like preservative coating on it. it and I still it, have the taste in my mouth. sour. Oh, it's yeah. so bad. Yeah. No, so I'm good. I pass. I'm good. Yeah. I'll kill some of those fucking nutrients. I don't care. I'll, I'll take them <laughs> and kill them. This is too much, right? It's too much. Also, come on. Let, let's be honest. You're not really enjoying it. Most people are just doing it for the gram or for the YouTube channel or to say they're, you know, different. Or maybe because they're insane. Like, what's that one guy from Sweden? What's his name? Sveti Gay. I don't think he follows my channel, so don't worry. We're all good. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. She knows. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> It's like, I like I, she's like okay, her face is like okay, yeah. But this is this is people maybe him, I don't know, but people are obsessed with like that food contains enzymes. Like, mm -hmm. oh my god, I can't destroy those enzymes. We if if our metabolism is working properly, if our body temperature is elevated, we, we produce enzymes. Yes. yes. And so mm -hmm. I think it, again it goes back to like just this obsession. And that can certainly help people who are healing, right? Like some people are very into eating raw eggs. Because it contains the enzymes or something. I don't know the exact. Yeah. Yeah. But in raw milk too. And I still thoroughly enjoy raw milk and would prefer it any day over pasteurized milk. That's just like how we Of course. Of course. I think most people would, right? Yeah. I think that we can, people can go on to the extremes of seeking only consuming nutrient dense food. And then that can be restrictive in itself. And Vitamin P, vitamin pleasure, is an important part of food. And I haven't heard that before. I life. like that. Vitamin P. Yeah, vitamin P. That's nice. I love it. So, like, okay, so to, to be a little more specific, so when you guys did start uh, consuming more carbs and milk and whatnot, what were some changes that you noticed? Did you feel immediately better? Was it like, oh, or was it kind of a slow change, or how did that go? We... Oh. had slightly different experiences oh. okay i want to hear so, about both well yeah so i mean uh, yeah <laughs> i think the what we described it as was like a corset was loosened mm -hmm. when we ate carbs it was like we could breathe <laughs> <sighs> oh my god um, bananas but, bananas don't cause diabetes anymore oh right it's oh, like okay. oh god <laughs> so uh, we didn't we didn't fully understand the pro-metabolic um, repeat lifestyle at that time. So we were still mm -hmm. eating a lot of meat. We were still eating a lot of fat. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. we added a lot of carbs. Oh, so you got thick, didn't you? I got extremely <laughs> thick. And we're talking like estrogen dominant thick. And did you use it? Did you go squatting? Did you just fucking 405 on the... No. Ugh, no? Oh. Because at the time, I was trying to get my period back, so I stopped lifting. Oh, okay. So, so I got thick, okay. and I lost my muscle. And you, so, you didn't, but if, if you think about it logically, right, you did a lot of things that differently. You didn't lift, and you changed your whole diet around. So that's why I always tell people, like, one thing at a time, calm the exactly. fuck down. But, right? but this, yeah. is, this is an approach out there, yeah, and it's, it's called the all-in approach. Yeah. Have you heard about, like, Stephanie Buttermore and, like, yeah, I, I know Dr. Nicola Rinaldi. Yeah, so I went, I went all in, and okay. I really just gained mm -hmm. a lot of weight. And you know, learning more that I know now. So prior, my diet was like you know still meat heavy, uh -huh. high fat, high carb. Now I'm like no, no, I'm way more dairy heavy. I'm high carb, but I've like brought my fats down to uh -huh. where like you know I'm using it's carbs. Not, it's as not my low fat. Source. It's not low. You're getting but, plenty of fat soluble vitamins. Yeah, but it's not like. You, I just think there's 
I don't think you should do both. You really do get really thick unless uh-huh. you're trying to get like seven C. Yeah. And thick. some, some people do need to put some yeah. weight on. Yeah. And I just say, just chug a gallon of milk. Well, you and need you yeah. Then that. you do that. Mm-hmm. I needed to at the start, but then it become like really estrogen dominant. I don't know. I wish I had seen Kate Deering's book at the time. So I would have mm-hmm. known like, okay, there's a process to this. Um, cause I think that set me up for like, you're just not going to survive well in mold girl. Cause you're mm-hmm. just already estrogen. Cause we, and the mold we both moved, moved into is like estrogen mimicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, I, I want to get to the mold. I have some questions for you about that. Yeah. But, and then what about you Ashley, when you started doing all that? So this, this is all at the same time. Sarah and I sat down and we were like, we're going to fix our hormones and that involves carbohydrates. I was very scared of eating. Did you guys have like a meeting or something? Like, I love this. Like, you, seriously, we I wish you see, like I have a brother, but he's not like that. He's we like, you know, he, he's healthy ish, but it's not like super into it. Like I am. So I don't well, I can't do like, those meetings. Leo, like we, we were carnivore YouTubers. Like we right. were, we, we reached yeah. a like, oh my God, mm. we are wrong. Mm. Like, do you know how embarrassing it is to yes. publicly there, done admit that. <laughs> that, like, we were wrong. We mm-hmm. were wrong. And we, to this day, I feel like I have led so many people astray by sharing that journey. Um, I don't think you should take it so seriously, first of all. Yeah. Because, you know, most people are just there and they're like, oh, she's doing the carnivore thing. That's, she's right, you know. And then they're eating, like, a, you know, a bagel or something. So, it's like, <laughs> a lot of people are just like... And not to say that, like, you know, you didn't, of course, but also, I, seriously, I genuinely applaud you guys for just being like, oh, we were wrong. Because most people, most people don't do that. They just kind of step over it, right? And yeah. then it's like, oh, hey, I, I eat a pound of honey now, and I'm great. And it's like, hold yeah, on, they, but what about honey being fructose, uh, high in fructose and causing uh, diabetes and doing all that? And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So seriously, bravo to you guys. Very good. Well, <laughs> So that was, that was challenging. That's why we, I, I really think we did have a sit down meeting because, you know, we're sharing things on strong sisters about carnivore and zero carb. And then we have this realization that, Hey, like we found Ray Pete's work and it's like, wow. Um, if you dive in a little bit deeper, you learn more and you can make better decisions about certain things. So obviously we figured out and we determined that we needed carbohydrates, um, but we were very afraid of getting out of ketosis. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was like very, uh, I, I remember being like, it was still how the, the sacred land. My, uh-huh. Yeah. How am I going to finish my dissertation? Carbs are going to give me brain fog. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so I because like I, I went a little bit slower, <laughs> I went a little bit slower. So I, okay. I stopped working out as much. I was still working out though. And then I added in carbs and reduced fat a little bit slower. So, I didn't gain as much weight in the beginning as she did. She was so committed to her hormones and her period. And I applaud her. And some girls need that. Some mm-hmm. girls really need that. Um, but I took a much more gradual approach. I still did gain weight. Like I think for someone who's coming out of having showing your six pack, like all year round and being too lean, like you're not going to get your period back being in the same state that you were then. Um, and so mm-hmm. I just took a little bit gradual a little bit more gradual. And then we both moved into this house and we both had different reactions to the mold. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that kind of tells where both of us were estrogen potentially wise. Cause like she said, the mold particles can be very estrogenic in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we've been bouncing around, but that's why I wanted to bring out cow heart. Um, <laughs> you know, again, <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to put the hats on when I said cow heart and we just kept talking. <laughs> 
Um, like, okay, you know, in Russia, like chicken liver, beef tongue, it's like normal foods actually. You buy that at the store very commonly. Here it's not. So when I moved to Columbus, Ohio, by the way, O-H-I-O, fuck Michigan. Anyway, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> when I would eat chicken liver, people would look at, look at me like I'm, a, you know, an alien, literally. So yeah. how did two girls, where did you guys, did you guys grow up eating that? Are your parents like super, uh, you know, into it? Or was it just you that you guys just got into it and then started eating cow hearts and kidneys and all raw meat? Well, I think that honestly, like that was one of the best things that happened to us from our carnivore journey was one learning that like animal foods are the most nutrient dense. Mm -hmm. You should be getting mm -hmm. all of your fat and your protein from animal products. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we started going carnivore, we were very concerned about our micronutrients. And so that's where we learned about uh, organ meats because before that we were very much like, I've got to eat the rainbow to get all my mm -hmm. micros. Mm -hmm. Classic. So, so, then, so you did have a, a veganish phase or plant based. We were we now were plant based. Vegan. Vegan. V e g g a n. We ate the egg whites. Oh, yeah. so you were cheating. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're eating chicken periods, you sons of. I know. Not the yolks, though. Really. Not were you eating much. honey? Were you eating honey from slave bees that are doing no. it for slaves? Slave slavery. Bees. Oh my God. Yeah, you haven't heard Why that. No. <laughs> yeah, vegans don't, don't like, they say that you know, hunt, hunt, bees are making honey and they're slaves and that's why you're not supposed to consume it, even though it's like, you know, given to you for free, kind of. I understand. Uh, I can see the argument. Yeah, so how, I, I, as you can tell, I've been vegan and been there and done that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. no, we did not consume organ meats growing up. And no. so when we started Carnivore in 2019... Yeah. Okay. That's that was our first time. Was it really a specific person that you guys got this from, or is it just you looking around and just kind of agreeing with everything? Like, yeah, 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 um, yeah. We got into fasting because of Simlon. Simlon. I don't know that person. Who's okay. That? Right. And then. Oh no. I think, <laughs> I think I carnivore uh -huh. MD, right? Of yeah. course, of course. Uh -huh. Ben Ben Pikulski, We've always yeah. been big fans of him, like from his like strength training and stuff like that. And he started getting into fasting. Yeah, through Charles Paul and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh huh. And yeah. we were following his. We listened to his podcast a bunch, like, and so we followed him too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's still probably eating like sauerkraut and, and ground beef for breakfast, right? Like that's. I think thing. so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it's like we never put the pieces together that like no other females really were. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> I don't know what who we were looking up to. <laughs> but we were we were very much on the same timeline as as Dr. Saladino. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and so, so we took much more of his approach of organ inclusion mm -hmm. carnivore relative to like sean baker slam just ribeyes and eggs yeah <laughs> still doing it god bless him i don't know still doing it um okay so so you were so you guys are just unique huh you were just like okay i'll try some cow heart and, and raw meat huh we started with frozen beef liver and so we would chop it up into tiny little like pills and then freeze those and then just like swallow those whole and then we got into eating frozen liver because that was like, uh, like a, a thing. And then we just, I think, I think just our body actually started to really appreciate the nutrients because we'd never had it before. And of we were course. coming off like a plant-based approach and it's like, wow, like our body, you're, you need these nutrients. And so then our body just started to like crave it. And mm -hmm. then it became really easy to eat other um, random things. But we've always been super adventurous in the, in the kitchen. And yeah. so it was, it was this new challenge of like how many organ parts can i try and make <laughs> good. Um, that's funny 
Yeah, and because, then, you know, like I lived in the Midwest, like I told you, and it's not very adventurous no. land as far as food going, you know, like yeah. when I was when I would go eat sushi in Ohio, people thought I was like, they'd be like, what are you eating sushi? Like it was like now, now, of course, culture is evolving. So I'm sure, you know, there's lots of spots like that. But, you know, 10 years ago, it was not like that at all. And yeah, um, yeah cool. Okay. So then like, we wanted to source the organ meats as well as possible. Mm-hmm. And so that made us seek out local farmers. And that was probably the best thing that's ever happened to us because before we would just buy all of our food at the grocery store and we never really appreciated like farming yeah. and agricultural practices and the way that food is grown and raised. So and you guys did grow up on, on a farm or near a farm or whatever. Our mom really. had like a, I don't know. She was like a rescue farm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We did not grow up on a farm. Mm-hmm. So. And so that's what got us into regenerative ag. And so again, like we, we were met like, we had to go through the carnivore journey to learn these certain things like animal products are so nutrient dense and regenerative agriculture is incredibly powerful. And if we didn't go through that, we wouldn't be where we are today on a farm and so passionate about regenerative agriculture. So Mm -hmm. it all meant to, it all meant to happen. But one more thing on the organ meats, um, we were good friends with Dr. Saladino and he asked if we wanted to do a cookbook with him. And so at the time it was obviously zero carb, nose to tail cookbook. And so that kind of led to an entire summer of just experimenting with as many organ parts as possible. So I think that that was also an opportunity that made us get adventurous in the cook in the kitchen. Okay. So favorite body part or organ part and least favorite, (laughs) most disgusting, AKA. Um, I think that I don't really like spleen. We can oh. we can make it taste better. It's sour, like, but I but I think it's because of the iron content and and because I didn't have my period for so long and so I probably had so much stored iron and so my body maybe like knew to react negatively to it. Um, I know, but spleen know. in its, spleen in itself yeah, is really it high. Taste good, but we made a recipe with stuffed spleen and it actually tasted good. It, it does, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Stuff spleen, like you, you stuff the spleen or you stuff the spleen? It's a spleen and it's stuffed. I'm sorry, am I giving away secret recipes? A splurito, a splurito. Oh my God, she said splurito. (laughs) It's in the cookbook coming out. It's in the cookbook coming out. Oh, exciting. I would say spleen is just not my favorite. Like I'd still eat it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. There isn't really one that I wouldn't. Testicles are, I don't like them. They're just, like it's them. like a hockey puck and they're chewy. And I don't on. like it's them. It's just a hockey um, it's... And then in terms of one that I would like eat regularly, um, I really like beef heart mm. and mm. oxtail. If you even consider that a organ, that's more of an offal. Sure, um, sure. Yeah. I think you? I do. Most people, I don't think, I think most people don't ever eat oxtail i mean i I rarely meet people that even sometimes i say oxtail and they're like what you know what i mean yeah yeah but it's like it's not an organ yeah yeah yeah, but it's delicious especially like a soup or like if you make like uh i do with some like uh rice uh rice pasta and i put it inside and it's you ever try that sort of asian style it's very good very good how about you sarah very good. I think lamb heart is very good. Braised mm-hmm. lamb heart. Oh, specifically lamb heart. Wow. It's different. It's very good. Yeah. Lamb yeah. in general, in generally, right? Lamb is different. Yeah. Do you guys eat much lamb now, or is eh, both? We're about to have a full lamb to move yeah. through. Um, really? Exciting. Yeah. We've got our lamb out there. You know. Yeah. Your own yeah. lamb. Yeah. Do you not follow Angel Acres? Oh my God! I'm so sorry. I just missed that. I didn't know that. You have your. I didn't know you have your. Wow. 
but no cows. No cows. It's so embarrassing. No this, cows. Is, this is an embarrassing moment. You should moment. know. Do we have cows? No cows. One hundred percent. I'm letting people know on the podcast. You know. So how do you get your raw milk? Um, right now, right now we have a local farmer that we get our raw milk from, but we have two goats, and they will have milk production. They have to have babies first in early spring, late spring, early so late spring. Ready. So you're gonna mat um, burn it soon. You're gonna have your own uh, goat milk. Ooh. But we're until then we are trying. We're trying to figure out how to make <laughs> lamb or goat butter. It's really hard to separate goat milk. Yeah. Mm. I just got this. Uh, oh my gosh. Maybe you could help me. You're Rush- you have I just Russian. got this cream separator and uh, the instructions are all in Russian. Yeah. Just I need your help. send me a picture of it. I'll, I'll translate it for you. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Wow. Where did you get that on Amazon or something or what? eBay? Yes, I got it on Amazon. Wow. <laughs> and um, yeah, all the instructions came in Russian. The instructional video is in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> so we tried one time and it didn't work because so we're going to give it a second try yeah, I'll, I'll message you about it alright yeah. alright you let me know okay so back to the timeline so we're we're adding our carbs and we're getting one of you is getting thick the other one is doing alright a little bit slower thickness one, one C one, one Q one Q eight Q Oh, oh! You do Q. I do C's. I just take C's out the K and do C's. C's. No, this isn't important though. Which one are we gonna go with? It's Q's we, or C's? We've always done C's. We've C's. always done C's. Right. Okay. Four C thick, three C thick. Thick yeah, is like I don't know. know. I feel like if you put the Q in there, it's like a different thing. I don't know. Next level. Yeah. It's okay. actually that's actually like a good thick, like juicy thick. Oh, that's what you. Oh, juicy I, thick. I think C is like ooh thick. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. And then you're moving into, and hold on, you guys opened up, you guys don't, you don't, don't come from a family of farmers because most people that have a farm or start a farm come from a family of farmers and then right. you, just, you decide to start a farm. Yeah. Okay. So she graduated undergrad. I finished grad school and kind of just said, let's do it. Wow. Um, and so we moved into this farmhouse fall of 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah. Um, and then you could talk about yeah, your experience so, a bit. Um, literally like a month after we moved in, I started dealing with like really weird symptoms, like my foot neuropathy. So itching and burning and tingling like in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and is, then just started at this house that you're currently right now, right? Yeah. Here. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and just, becoming more and more estrogen dominant. Like you can kind of tell it's like a different kind of fat gain and, um, really depressed, anxious. Um, so it took, I didn't know what was happening. It was was a very traumatic experience because there's not a lot of information about mold out there. And And it's complicated. Whatever's out there is super dense, super complicated. I've been through it myself. I spent like probably at least five grand on different places testing stuff. And then like, honestly, I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like I still think it's because you'll use one lab. They'll tell you this. You'll use another lab. They'll tell you something else. And I mean, of course, at the end of the day, like I feel like we all kind of know if there's mold there and you're never going to have it perfect. You know, yeah. but it's just, it's su- such a complicated topic. It really well, is. And we were still, we were only like six or seven months after introducing carbs. And so still not at the best place metabolically, like our body temperatures were not. Yeah. That and you moved great. to a new house. So it's like, we were adding in more things that you guys changed about your lifestyle, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah but, yeah. um, so it took like three to four months to figure out like mold toxicity was a thing because prior I had never heard of it. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I started putting all these pieces together and, um, we got the, I got tested and then we got the house tested and, um, pretty, pretty bad results. The main source of mold was in my bedroom window. And, um, who did you guys use for your testing? What do you have a special company that you really like? We did, you enjoy? So first we did, I did a great plains mycotoxins urine test on yeah. myself. So just to see like, okay, is there mold inside of you? Mm-hmm. So I had very high ochotoxin A. Um, and then we did an ERMI on the house to see if there is, you know, something showing up in the house. And I know, you know, that's kind of like hit or miss. Right. I mean, it's important to know, but like you said, it's very complicated because it doesn't tell you where. And mm-hmm. so then we had to get an inspector out here, um, to come look around and we actually, um, had, we inspect. So it's like a pretty big company who will travel to your house. And so they found our main mold sources. Um, but then it gets even trickier in finding a reputable, um, remediation company. And so it was a really long, it was an entire year. I had moved out by then. Um, I moved out, but you kind of feel like you checked off all the other boxes and you really felt like there was something going on with the mold. So you kind of kept going. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, in coming really full circle, it's like, I was not metabolically healthy. And so I obviously responded worse to the mold, but like I said, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't ever choose to move into mold because it's not pro metabolic. It's like, good mm-hmm. luck, you know, being yeah. at your best health in mold. And so, um, as I started to detoxify, I, I things get worse first. I think like I had hallucinate, like I would hallucinate in the middle of the night and it was, it was really weird. Like it was a lot of, um, wow, wow. You're having like really, yeah, yeah. That's not, I mean, yeah. most people just whatever have a cough or congested and anxieties <laughs> come and depression. You're going yeah. like, you're experiencing LSD trips on mushrooms, huh? <laughs> I know. It was weird. And I mean, just severe insomnia. And so, um, it, it, okay. So detoxing from the mold, we moved out of the house. We lived in the tent for two months. Like it, it took a long time to figure this, this is out. This in the summer you lived in a tent or when did you yeah. live in Oh, summer. okay. I was like, Jesus, in Michigan, yeah. you in a tent. Well, and, and then I, our parents have a house that's like 20 minutes from here. And so I moved out of the, the farmhouse and moved in there and transported like to and from the farm every single day to take care of the animals. And so mm-hmm. that wasn't fun. And then I think, I think like, like mold is a problem. Yes. But it, it's more so like what it's doing to your body. Like you're becoming nutrient deficient. Your thyroid is like, you're not having mm-hmm. high temps. So like you're just, it's this downward spiral. And so if you can start fixing those things while you detoxify, that's mm-hmm. how you're going to get stronger. And, and so also when I, if you start at a place of already being drained, yeah. right. Physically, yeah. mentally, and then you get into mold, it's like, you're not going to handle it. Whereas another person that maybe never did extreme dieting or whatever, yes. right. Yes. Handles yeah. it much better. Yeah. Yes. And so for my, my first focus was, you know, detoxifying, but I only really started to see more progress when I was focusing on both detoxifying from the mold, but also more so improving my metabolism. So Uh that's putting those two together has really come full circle. And I think it's a thing of the past now. I think it's important to something that we didn't realize in the beginning is like the best liver, the best detox, the best like detoxification you can do is when your liver is properly fueled. Mm. And one of the, things that really gets hit when you do a bunch of zero carb or extreme dieting, just years of that is like your liver is not that good at storing glycogen. Mm-hmm. And so your liver is already like three steps behind because it's trying to perform all these other tasks. And then you've already put on the burden of gluconeogenesis and all these things. And so 
liver health and thyroid health kind of go hand in hand as well. And we didn't have the best liver health, I would say at the time. And Mm so our detoxification wasn't the best. And so I feel like I, I didn't see as many symptoms as her. Like I didn't do hallucin. Like I didn't have any of that. Um, I started getting a little bit of neuropathy on my feet and my sleep got affected a lot. So you both had feet stuff going on. Just mine was very limited. And when I got out of the house, it went away. Hmm. Um, but my, my sleep got really affected. Literally just just like that. Immediately you moved out and you felt it within a few days. It just got better. Wow. Uh, probably like a few weeks, but yeah. Um, Hmm. where was I going with that? Oh, I, so I have watched her go through this path. She's had a very hard year. Like, oh my God. like feet, in all like, seriousness, I'm like, still recovering. My feet are still in all seriousness. Like they bad. was, this was probably the worst year of her life. Like I've been a part of her life, obviously at, since we're sisters. Um, and so reflecting on her <laughs> healing journey, like it wasn't until her body temperature started to like, it wasn't until she really started to improve that, that you saw like, <clears throat> mental changes and like actually i don't know that's my opinion and we've seen like your guys's posts on um you know you, you working i don't know it wasn't i don't think it was acupuncture R- remind me what was your getting first of all how many oh, creepy yeah. dudes messaged you that you have nice feet i want to know that a <laughs> oh gosh no, my feet are weird arch yeah so like i said i've tried so many different things and really it's because um like i feel like at a certain point i do the best I can with my diet. And this is where I'm getting a little bit more, it's not boo boo. And so we're, you know, you're talking about like acupuncture and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's one mm-hmm. thing, but my new focus is more so like what's going on in my head. I really do think there's a point where like you manifest things and like possibly like your autoimmune disease or something is part of your subconscious mind and you've like accepted it. And so therefore you manifest it. And so I know that sounds silly, but when I've done so many other things right and I'm still experiencing a symptom, I kind of want to look further to be like, what am I holding on to? You know, like what, what do I still believe is, is causing this? And so that's where I'm at now. Um, deep stuff. My life is so much better now. Like it really was a hard year, but like, yeah, you're right. Like getting my temps up, you know, I've supplemented with thyroid. I'm, I couldn't, I don't even know how I would detox more than what I already do. Like getting your health, you know, your metabolism up is the first thing you should be doing. And so when I finally like accepted that and stopped stressing about it as much, you know, I could start living my life again. And so now I'm finally at the point where like my sleep's getting better. That's huge. And I'm finally at the point Mm -hmm. where my feet Mm -hmm. don't bother me the whole night. I actually emailed Ray and Ray was like, um, the the tips he gave me within the last probably he said, uh, did you check your thyroid? Are you consuming enough calcium first? And then he emailed him 17 more times after which he said the same thing. And then he, no, that's not how it went. He, he, he gave me, he said, um, he said two quarts of milk yeah, every day. Calcium. He said orange juice and he said, um, flowers of sulfur. Oh, that and stuff works. Yeah. I'm it, a, I'm you a know, big fan. and like literally within the last two weeks, my feet has significantly improved. And so, I like, so it could be was, so it could be some sort of uh, uh, what do you call that? Is that fungal kind of like kind of a fungal thing going on top? Because yeah. that stuff is great for if anybody has like I don't know athlete's foot or whatever one of those things. That stuff works like a charm. Seriously, you just put it on, sprinkle yeah. it, and it just kills everything. Yeah. I well, mean, I've spent like a significant portion of the last year on feet forms, mm-hmm. trying to figure <laughs> out. This is becoming a very very uh, feet fetish uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> just kidding. Um, 
because there's nothing there's nothing there that's like there's nothing there to be like oh that's fungal but mm -hmm. you know a lot of things are inside that you just don't know and so but the liver is also very connected to the feet and so um i don't know i think it's a whole body thing but it's getting better and i think that just shows like it's taken it's taken so long to just to get better where she recovered really quickly but we're all on our own little paths and of so course. and i think i i don't know maybe i said some things that can be taken the wrong way mold is a problem right like it it really it really depends on one the degree of how much mold you're exposed to but also the state of your metabolism and your thyroid and it's not to say that like everyone is it's really hard to be in peak health so that way you're resilient to everything like 24 you, you 7 can't. 365 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like life, life presents itself with so many stressors. And so mold is a problem. I don't mean to like discredit it or sound like that, but I think that if we would have done things slightly differently, flashback. Oh well, yeah, ago. no, it's a problem. And I'll be the first to admit it, but I think what's the worst problem is being afraid of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid for a long time. And that's what made me worse is I got, like I said, I was hallucinating in the middle of the night. I was scared. I was anxious, depressed. But that's what the mold, that's what a lot of the mold community is doing right now. Yeah, you really, have to like, really fearful, fearful. Yeah. Yes. There's mold. Yeah. I've yeah, listened yeah. to many a podcast of people doing crazy stuff like, you know, yeah, yeah. and you get it. I understand it on one hand, right? Because you get to a point where you're just like, I'm so sick of being sick. Yeah. So what you do, people move out, people sell their homes, buy new homes. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, of course, at the end of the day, I feel like, if you were a millionaire or a billionaire, you could build a house that's like perfectly made out of stuff that doesn't accumulate mold and it's like super, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, made out of bamboo or something. But it's like no matter where you go, no matter where you go, there's going to be some sort of environmental toxin and um, it's difficult. You just, I guess you just have to do your best to, you know, keep yeah, yourself exactly. healthy yeah. and yeah. watch out so for the environment. We, we really have learned a lot about like, like you said, because we're still in this house, right? Like we did the remediation, but... Um, it's not perfect and you just have to do your best with, you know, whether you have an air filter, maybe if you're sensitive or something like that. And so we, we have a resource coming out where we really do outline everything we've learned from this. Cause like it, it was a lot. Oh, and, and we've, we've been, <laughs> um, the mold industry itself is horrible, especially being a female yeah. trying to navigate through it. People taking advantage of you. Um, mm. it's been a, a tough year going through some of that stuff as mm -hmm. well. It's um, not covered by insurance either. Yeah. Insurance is just this big, like complicated shit. Yeah. So what, what are you doing then? So do you have uh, one of those like air doctor things or uh, yeah, what else have, are you doing to help? Yeah. So, you know, little things like that, like air filter, um, taking better care of honestly, mold mycotoxins like travel and dust. So just making sure you don't have dog hair laying around everything. And mm -hmm. we reduce um, the amount of stuff in this house. Yeah. Like, we that helps, doesn't it? Oh, I do that so like much. every few months. I just throw shit out. And, and yeah. as soon as you start thinking like, do I need this? You don't need it. You just got to yeah, throw yeah. it. Because you start yep. thinking, I'll, I'll use it one day when I'm 78. Yeah. And you're like, no, just <laughs> fucking throw it out. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, proper humidity is key. Mm. Yeah. You, so, have, you have to have it within like 40 to 50%. Are you using a humid, what do you call it? Humidor? A humidifier. Humidifier, humidifier. sorry. Yeah. That's important. Um, and I think like, if somebody does think that they're dealing with mold, I, I, you need to take it seriously at a certain point. And I would say the best thing that I did was move into a tent. You can tell right away if you're dealing with mold because you will get better. Yeah. Mm. So That's crazy. I just got back from Florida camping. visiting yeah. my friend uh, Nick Stumphauser. I've had him on my podcast. But he lives in this like little town. 
and his the he is the last house, and then there's like the woods behind him. Yeah. And I and I slept like a baby there, you know. And I live in like a busy city, like you know. Another reason I want to get out soon, but um, yeah, it's like you literally do feel a big difference. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. Insane. Just like with yeah. diet stuff, you gotta try it to to know it, right? And I feel like a lot of people never tried it and they don't know. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. so this that stuff. What else? What are like the big stones for you? Like you know, you know. Okay. One, I think we've talked about enough. It's like eating carbohydrates or eating just food enough calories, you know, to keep yourself healthy. Uh, any other things that you guys are doing like consistently that you know you feel better, makes you feel good, makes you kind of resistant to stress and all that kind of bullshit. Um, spending time outside. I think that that's important. Mm. Um, yeah. I reflect back on like when we started to feel sick and when we started to go down this like fasting journey to start to feel better, we would go to the gym indoors, but then we would like sit all day inside, yeah. like yeah. didn't appreciate being outside and things like that. And I think, so that's super yeah, important. So sun, sunlight. Yeah. Walking, being outside. Um, I, I personally like to eat regularly. So like every two to three hours, I, I like to eat. Uh, me too. More, cal- hey, more me calcium, too. more milk. No yeah. oat milk. No, no oat milk. milk. <laughs> <laughs> and so speaking um, of gym, like you're not training anymore nearly. No, as, as I, am, I am training. Yeah. I know you, you can't for something tell, specific? I train. Are you training for something specific? You have a competition coming up or what? No, I train for life, man. Um, Oh, man. (laughs) All right. Whoa, whoa. All right. No, I just thought, I think like you can't take that part. Like I stopped doing that and that made me unhappy. So I can't take myself out of it. Leo, we're the strong sisters. Yeah. I love it. So I do, I do every other day with like, if I need to take more days off, I'll take more days off. I just do like upper, lower, back. That kind of stuff. Yeah, what's your training like? That's what I mean. Are you still doing powerlifting, or you're just doing life training? Like what? I don't know. Standing it's up a mix or something. It's a mix. No, okay. it's a mix. So like, I'll do a main lift. So like, I'll squat in mm-hmm. like the four mm-hmm. to eight rep range or so, four to ten, and then I'll do accessories. So like two or three accessories for legs. Same with upper. Um, so just kind of like that. I work out in the garage here, <laughs> and um, we've got like I've got my old uh, what is it Ohio Olympic power bar. Uh, and some weights Rogue there represent. yeah yeah um because that i needed that for uh <laughs> they're very rusty though yeah but it's um, fine and we do farm tours so we have like to oh, that's carry a workout it. yeah that's a workout. it really people is. don't know right yeah people yeah. don't yeah know. especially when your outdoor frost free faucet freezes and so you have to fill up everything in your kitchen and then take it all out there um so my my training i am still going like pretty light but i i think that like the main movements are just like you get the most bang for your buck and learning how to properly perform those movements, I think is something that will have benefits throughout someone's life. And so like be, knowing how to do an RDL, knowing how to do a deadlift, knowing how to do a squat and a push up and a bench press, like that's just is functional movement patterns mm-hmm. that are yeah. just going to, so I, I never want to lose that skill. And so I still perform those. Um, and then once I have like, I got my period back in November. And so once I have like a strong period cycles, like continuously, and I've got like a, a, quite a few months under my belt there, I do want to get back into strength training in a smart way. Um, and yeah, using, so you're taking it like easy this, because of that, because you still feel like yeah. you're kind of adjusting yeah. to this new, uh, I mean, like, I think 
people expect, you know, microwave society, people expect these quick fixes. <laughs> I, I did not have a period from age 16 to 28. So wow. like, there is no way that and, I'm and you weren't on birth control then, were you from 16 to 28? I would go on Randomly on and off. And I, but my yeah. point is, it wasn't because uh, it didn't start out that you got on birth control and then you right. lost your. Right. Okay. Oh. Right. Um, and so, like, I want to just make sure that my hormones get back um, regularly. And then, um, and then I want to get back into strength training and mm. schedule, like, have my programming such that I take into consideration my cycle. So I schedule in a deload during while I'm, while I'm menstruating. Mm -hmm. And I use my body temperature as a way to gauge whether that workout was too much or like Leo's story, you could do a deadlift and then chug some milk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Funny. Okay. So you're, cause you know, I mean, believe it or not, a lot of people don't understand, especially girls. Some, some girls don't understand that, you know, if you're training crazy and you're lean all the time, you have a six pack, it might affect your period. Cause I, I've met many girls that are like, I don't understand why I can't get my period. And I'm like, well, you know, they're super lean and they're like a lot of sprinting type of sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'll yeah. definitely affect you. Yeah. Okay. So you're just taking. I, uh -huh. I, I love strength training so much, and so, so you do kind I of miss it. Get, yeah, I do for sure. So I want to get back into smart strength training, not five to six days a week. Um, so you're not you're not thinking of competing. I mean, if you guys are going to compete, I'll sponsor everything. You know, fuck oat milk, everything. We'll I might. Like tights, we might have to now. We might socks. have to now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just committed to 2023. 2023. Because I, the goal I would love to have a gym here at the farm mm -hmm. where um, I could like roll the squat rack outside Ooh. and just have like goats and chickens running around. Like that's that's, awesome. that's, that's like what I that's what I want. Yeah. Dreamboat. Okay, so you you're thinking of literally having like a gym gym out there. Yeah, maybe getting a couple yeah, of squat racks, I, barbells. I, yeah, for sure. I feel yeah. like you're a deadlift person, huh? Ashley, you like deadlifting. How do you know? How did you Because you said RDL and then you're like deadlift. And I was like, she likes deadlifting. <laughs> RDL, I, you know. <laughs> so I, okay, I'm like into biomechanics too. And so I'm the long femur type. Mm. And so like, mm -hmm. don't ask me to squat. Like my squat is crap, no? but I can deadlift. I can okay. Deadlift. And you, Sarah, what do you prefer? Are you a squatter? I can do it all. Oh, oh <laughs> Sarah just dropping bombs today after no, bomb. No, I, we're very, um, we're very similar structure wise. Um, but I think you just have to work with, like, you'll see those people who have the squats where like, I think, uh, Lane Norton is long femur too. And so you just have to find your squat. I squat like Lane. Yeah. 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 It's not but, the prettiest, but yeah, it's, it's not really a squat. It's called, it's called a good morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm hey, sorry, okay. but I'm sorry. <laughs> you have a, you have a short femur. It is so much just easier. Put, just lighten the load and just squat all the way the fuck down. Okay. Ass to the That's grass, true. babe. And then well, come yeah. back up. You know what I mean? That's, That's all. Oh my gosh. All right. We're going to have to have a thick contest. See who. <laughs> <laughs> thick sponsored by fuck oat milk. <laughs> I can see us all in Detroit at the gas station getting our bananas. <laughs> 100%. Okay. So that so. And you, Sarah, you're just training, just training. You're not also. Oh, no, I, I am doing the same. Like I program. I, I mean, like, are you a program type five by five Wednesday? Oh, we're going to do pull and push. I, or... Yeah. I just make my own program and I focus on progressive overload. I'll do like consistency for four weeks and then change it up. Mm -hmm. Same movements, really just like we'll change the rep or like I'll add like a band or I'll change the variation. Um, but I like now I prioritize having like orange juice and salt during the workout. So like I don't 
you know, fast a long time. It really is a game changer. It really and then is. I, yeah, because really most people do it anyway, but they just do Gatorade, right, or some other yeah. shitty, or one of yeah. my favorite, my most hated things, Monster. I don't know. I just, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate on everybody that walks around with a monster in the gym. I don't know. I just come on. It's just like so. Yeah. I don't even. You don't know what's in it. I mean, I know people just love the caffeine buzz off it, but it's. Um, I don't think it's healthy. That's all. I used to drive around in a car. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Had in the back to country seat. music, right? And you had like a monster can in there. No, it was like the back seat was like a pool of monster empty cans. Oh, like, I was oh. white trash in it. Uh, that was in the past, though. <laughs> white. That was the zero, the zero monster. Yeah, because they didn't have sugar. I was like, oh, hell yeah. But that's right. such a mistake. It's such a mistake because then you drink more and you're like, your body really just wanted the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I told the story on my podcast before, but I had this girl one time. She had a monster for every specific time of the day. So she, oh, had, like, so she had like a morning monster. It was like, I don't know the flavors, but it was like grape or something. And then she had like one like like lunchtime during work. It was like apple or whatever. The, I don't know the flavors. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then she had like a coffee one pre-workout. So she had like four, Circadian four, monster four of them during the day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't Very think good. that's healthy. <laughs> You had the girl. What happened? Didn't What's work that? out. Client. My girl. No, oh. client. It was a client. It was a client. client. <laughs> no, I, I could not. I would kill myself. I would kill myself after the second monster. I'd be like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay, that's no, great. no. So, how about if people are like just getting into lifting? Let's say, what would you? What do you think? Where do you think? Like, like girls specifically, since you're girls. Like, what? Where, where should girls start? Yeah, learning how to perform the movements properly. Um, I think that that's the most important thing because you see people in the gym performing the squat wrong and you're just going to hurt yourself like Mm -hmm. right off the bat. So I think doing what you can to watch YouTube videos, recording yourself on your phone and watching the videos back and just making sure that the form is good. I think start there. That's my opinion. Yeah. And then once you get that down, I think just like have some sort of really simple program, like whether it's two, three or four days a week of like an upper day, a lower day and like whatever else. And just include like a main movement mm-hmm. and over the next four weeks, just try to progress in that movement a little bit each week. So that could be like one extra rep or, you know, one, a little bit more weight. Yeah. And so I let's say like where you'll see the most progress. Week one, you do three by eight at a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Week two, try to do three by eight at 105 or 110 pounds and progress yeah. like that. It's so simple, you know, keep it simple. Make it so complicated with like all these like yes. super sets and bands Conjugate and stuff. system, you got to put a band around your hips. It's just like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" Well, I mean, and it's not that it doesn't work and it's not great, but yeah. the average person does not need that no. stuff. Don't you agree? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think and then making yeah. your program focused on big movements. Yeah. You get the most bang for your oh, buck. But- you got to also choose a movement that you feel where you're supposed to feel. Cause I used to think I had to do all these different things, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. if you're, for example, like forcing yourself to do like, I don't know the Bulgarian split squat, but like, it's so much more stressful and you don't actually feel it. Mm-hmm. Like do the lunge or something yes. like do what yeah. you feel good with. Yeah. You know? Back is a very common one. Yeah. Back yeah. is a very common one, you know, where people do their back, but they're, they just feel their biceps. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you want to feel yeah. your back. Right. And, and it takes some time, of course, too. people do have to practice certain movements. Yeah. Literally, I've had clients that never felt their back and it took them maybe two years and they're like, oh, I feel my lats, you know, and it's that was her. Yeah. 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 yeah it's very common. There's nothing wrong with it. But like you said, you do got to focus on that, you know, and you, if you have a good coach, he'll tell you the cues to do that and all that. Yeah. But neither. Agreement, but keep, uh-huh. keep it simple. Like, don't. Totally agree. Yeah. With you. It, it can get Just easily get complicated. Get yeah. in there, man. Put on your hat. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally agree with you. But neither of you mentioned cardio. <laughs> well, we do, you know, we do farm chores. Sometimes I'll do the occasional like um, zone two I think bike. that's, yeah. But I, not know, that I'm saying that... you should. I'm just saying it's interesting, right? That you guys are saying it, it sounds yeah. to me like people, you know, girls should focus on, you know, getting stronger rather than just being on the elliptical machine for an hour and a half oh, while no, watching, definitely... uh, you know, a Netflix show and then just like zoning out and then like, okay. Well, it, it all goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where like your metabolism and your thyroid health is yeah. what leads to optimal health, right? Yeah. And the more you do cardio, the, you can't get around it. You're gonna, at some point, reduce your amount of muscle mass if you're not strength training. Like yeah, if you're just doing right. cardio and you're not strength training, yeah, and then it's, it's harder to lose weight because you have less muscle and slower metabolism. And so, oh, it's it's a long. It's, you got to play the long game, and I'm I'm doing it now. Like I'm making up for so many years where I didn't play the long game. Mm-hmm. You got to build the muscle, get your metabolism a better because place. Because the more muscle you have the more your body will burn calories at rest. Don't diet. And then when the time's right, like you'll see those composition changes because your metabolism's better. You're putting on more muscle. You're getting stronger. You just, like you have to commit to it. It's probably going to take three or four years. Like I'm talking about health. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things because your health is also going to increase when you're starting to, you know, reverse diet, increase your calories. So you just, it's, it's a, it's a long process, but everybody wants a quick fix. That's why we're jumping on the elliptical and eating 1200 calories, you know? So and then coming back, everything is worse, right? When they start eating yeah. normal amount of calories, I'm getting fat. And it's like, well, yeah. fuck, you've been eating nothing for how long? Six months, right? Yeah. Diet down. Bikini girls are really common, right? I've worked with many of those, right? It's like just, you know, have you seen a lot of that, Sarah, when you were doing bikini competitions? A lot of girls that just I, fuck themselves up did, a little bit. Yeah, I only did one, but I was the one who fucked myself oh, up. Oh, so sorry. It's like, it's okay. But like you said, you have to kind of learn, you know? Yeah. And so now I have such a more appreciation for doing things right. And the it, it it's, it's just as hard to, you know, commit to eating more and building muscle as to like commit to eating less and losing weight. It It's hard to hard do mentally. both. Like, I just think that you'll see so much more benefit and reward if you do, you know, put, put the muscle on first and fix your metabolism, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you, especially for your health too. Like, yeah. If you're, it's the whole G flux concept. Like if you're able to maintain a physique at 2,500 calories or versus 2000 calories, like imagine the physique at 2,500 calories, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's usually mm-hmm. healthier and better than the, the lower one. And so, so this is a, this is another thing that we kind of live by almost is move more, eat more, mm. be like the Amish. Mm. Yeah, which, by the way, there was like a really funny study that recently came out. It was like, the Amish eat much more sugar than the average American, but yet they're not fat, you know? And it was like, yeah, duh, you know, because they're working, they're outside, and they're actually gathering with people, and they're doing stuff. They're not like literally, because most, okay, not most, but a lot of American lives are like, right? Go from your house to your garage, get in the car, drive, go to the office, walk back to the car, drive to Walmart, Park as close as possible to the door, <laughs> yeah. right? Otherwise, you get pissed while driving around, like, hey, there's no parking spot. And then walk inside, walk back, drive home, sit the rest of the day home, right? Yeah. That's a lot of... Because this is a whole other thing to go into, but, like, neat, non-exercise, active activity? Non-exercise, yeah, active thermogenesis. Uh-huh. So, like, working out for, like, a 30-minute or one-hour period at the beginning of the day and then sitting the rest of the day is not 
healthy necessarily. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it'd be better if someone just like moved regularly throughout the day. I, I totally agree with yeah. you. Yeah. It's like, and uh, honestly, kind of same thing goes with exercise, I feel like, because a lot of people do the three days a week gym and they go balls out, right? Really fucking hard, murder themselves. Been there, done that too. Like 10, you know, 10 sets of 10, let's go. And then cardio and then this, and then like two days off, you just lay on the couch because you're dead because you're murdered. And I always yeah. say with somebody new that's just getting into exercise, it's way better to do 10, 15 minutes every single day, maybe even twice a day, like light, and just do that for a long time than yeah. it is for you to go to the gym twice a week like a lot of people do and just because you feel guilty. You know, like, yeah. let, let's, let's face it. Nobody goes to the gym on Saturdays and Sundays. Everybody's partying, right? And yeah. then Monday comes around. People, the gyms are kind of like starting to be busy and then Tuesday is the, is the busiest day because Monday everybody's like fuck I missed Monday because I was hungover okay it's Tuesday I gotta go so everybody goes on Tuesday and then again it's like two more days off then maybe people will go Thursday or Friday and then back to the same cycle so anyway I'm just saying it's like you're saying it's much better to do little increments or move around all day than to do a crazy workout and then sit the rest of the day huh yeah yeah, yeah. there's yeah. this guy on Instagram he's it's like be He's like be more Amish, and his whole all of his posts are these memes of like. Just he's like, not Amish, right? No, it's oh, like okay. it's like calorie deficit or walk more. Calorie deficit or walk more. Like you mm -hmm. always should choose walking more. You know, his his I'm account is be more be dot more dot Amish, <laughs> and so I just think that we'll that's just like out. a funny approach. It's it's a good it's a good way to live. Like you said, do a little bit here and there. Speaking of, like we need to move. It's been an hour and a You gotta do okay, okay, girls. No, no, not you. No, I'm just no, kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. no. Okay, a couple of shoulder shrugs. You're like, you're like moving around, so I'm feeling like I'll, you yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little like that. <laughs> yeah, I do. Fuck you. Check. You gotta see me on a plane. I hate flying because it's like the, cool. for me, it's like my my you know because I gotta like move and I'm like. But this doing? last flight on the way back actually was the best flight because um I got kind of I got like mask policed by the woman that was sitting next to me well there was a seat between us yeah she did the whole like could you please press your mask firmly around your face and I, like, I did it okay i did it and then we start taking off and like just as about we're about to reach cruise control she starts barfing in a bag right right next to me yay and she's just like going ham on it like really barfing in the bag i never had that experience before anyway so i was like so much for that mask because i could smell it you know too not to disgust you but yeah it was a it was a good time why did I bring that up? Oh, because we're talking about <laughs> fucking plates. So, it, like, these simple principles that no you way. see a lot of, like, successful uh, people who maintain good health and good physiques, like Stan Efferding, mm. where he mm. just suggests, you know, go for a 10-minute walk after your meals. Like, simple things like that, um, I think, are important to incorporate into your routine because, you know, better blood flow and, um, yeah. yeah. And sure. it's funny, you start craving it after a while, right? Like, I feel when you're active like that you kind of start then you start kind of feeling like oh man i feel like shit just sitting on the couch all day after or like watching yeah. a movie like hour or two tops and then you're like okay i gotta move but it's not like extremes like it's not like you're gonna go yeah. for a run every it's just like we go on light walks with our dogs or go do farm chores and it's just like regular simple movements i think uh that's good for your mental health too mm -hmm. yeah and getting a dog i think it's a good one you guys have how many three, three. what kind are you getting no, I don't. I'm not getting one. Well, I want to, not yet. Oh. I gotta, I gotta get out of the city first, and then I'll okay. get a little dog. I get a little backyard. Cause come on, I would get. I love huskies too. I'm Russian, so of course, like I would get a husky too. You guys have yeah. three huskies they're, or two? They're one. crazy. We have one husky. You got, you got, um, you got to like work them to death. 
<laughs> yeah, he he carried out straw to our lamb the other day. So, hey, 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 he's doing good things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, cool we have lamb. Did you know that? What? Hold on. Yeah. Do you guys have cows? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so speaking of that, so what are your goals now that you're starting to feel a little better, kind of coming out of the um the keto hole or whatnot? What are your goals for like 2023? What are you guys doing on the farm? Oh, we're like way out of keto hole. Yeah. Uh, we're doing really well, actually. Um, our goals for the farm, we sell our eggs. Um, so we have corn and soy-free eggs, but we've got another secret project going there. Yeah. Um, we um, changed the PUFA content of our eggs, which is really exciting. Did you get that um, measured in a lab? Did you? Uh, yeah. 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 We wow. got the fatty acids. So like, that's like a, a dream of ours because it combines like science, nutrition, and farming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we've got a flock of like 250 birds. And so we ship out eggs to customers each week. Um, do you ship to California? No. God damn it. Nobody <laughs> likes California. I know. I don't either anymore, but you know, all right. Yeah. So, yeah, how about Florida? Yeah, we'll do Florida. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Florida will do. And then, um, we have a lamb flock. And so we're taking like, we're like the finishing operation. So we buy, young lambs that are weaned off their moms from a farm that's like an hour and a half away and then we get them when they're like a month or two old and then we finish them here and so we'll get another lamb flock we're taking our current lamb flock that's out there to the processor in like nine days um and then we're gonna this is your first time doing that first time Ooh. yeah we're this we are first generation farmers we're learning as we're doing um and then we get our next batch of lamb in like April or June. And so we'll do that again. Um, but honestly, we just like educating about it too. And so we share on our Instagram, our Angel Acres Instagram. And what are other things for this year? Yeah, we got some strong sisters programs and stuff we're going to come out with. So yeah, exciting. It's We just got to like get to it. You know, it's always harder to get the actual thing done. It's, it's so fun to keep learning. Mm-hmm. But then to like put it out there is like another thing. It takes time. Yeah. It's hard work. And chicken and the eggs and all that sold through Angel Acres, right? Correct. Yes. And yeah. that's angelacres.com or through your Instagram? Um, you can find us on the Instagram. It's at angel underscore underscore acres. A lot of things were taken. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait. Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't like that, huh? It's all right. <laughs> yeah. And then we're, we have the goat milk. Um, so our small goats right now mavis and camo they're gonna be we have to get them pregnant and then so they will start we'll like sell raw goat we'll milk. sell raw goat milk soon Ooh, across the country or what just locally um we're gonna run into so many barriers because you have to right yeah. yeah well the way they do it like in, in states like florida right is they put for uh pet consumption pet. on it yeah. right is it the yeah. same same deal in michigan because it's also illegal there i'm guessing right it it uh, I don't know. I know that there's you know, like illegal technically, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? yeah. There's mm -hmm. rules for shipping over state lines. I'm not sure, but we'll figure it out. We will make it happen. Yeah. But first we got to figure out how to separate the cream. Yeah. So I got to get back to you. Oh yes. Right. I got you. I got you. Send it to me and we'll, uh, I'll translate okay. the Russian for you. Not we. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Sounds good. It was a great uh, chat. Anything else? Yeah. People can find you strong dot sisters, right? On At strong dot sisters. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for the chat. Yeah, thanks, Leo. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it again fun. sometime, eh? Yeah, yeah sure. Things right. End up owning me.